Every time you hear these horns, you're on the panel on RNZ National. Today, the Reserve Bank has asked New Zealanders to rein in their purchases and take some heat out of the economy. But it's Black Friday today. What to do? That just after four. The proposed income insurance scheme will be an economic policy which, if it goes ahead, will affect many New Zealanders' lives. But a new poll shows... It's not popular. We discussed that. And White Ribbon Day today, this year's campaign centres on promoting healthy masculinity. Ruakaka-based Safe Man, Safe Family Lead Facilitator, former Black Power President Phil Paikia, he joins us this afternoon. And some of you may have heard that panel waterbed promo. And you got in touch with me about it. It touched a nerve. More on that later on in the show. Our Monahiri today, Sarah Sparks, founder of Sparks Consulting, serving Kaupapa Māori equity and justice issues. Sarah, kia ora. Always lovely to see you. Welcome. Kia ora. And is that for me? Yes, it is. You're kidding. Um, it's a little Christmas parcel. It's a red ribbon. Are you there, Mark Sainsbury? You, you of course, won't be able to accept that under the RNZ guidelines for influencing uh, hosts. Stop getting political, Mark. (laughs) At the very time when the bosses are listening in, you go and get political. Unless there's another similar parcel (laughs) waiting up here for me, and I know Sarah would not have left me out. Can I just pull that ribbon? Can I just pull Here we go. Ho, ho, ho. Pulling the ribbon. Ho, ho, ho. Yes. And I'm just opening because I want items to die. I'm just dying. It's a cat. It's a <laughs> okay, so I'm opening this beautiful ribbon. Yeah. And inside, Mark and listeners, we have, oh, my God, here we go. What have we got? The smell of home-cooked chocolate chipped cookies wow. wafted up into my nostrils. Sarah Cura, thank you. It's a pleasure. Happy Christmas. Oh, and to you. That's my monarchy for Everyone here serving yeah. the co-papa. Sorry, I, Mark, there'll be some for you next time. Oh, good on you. Good on you. <laughs> I will put this um, arguably on the staff coffee table. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it home. Anyway, uh, look, I just wanted to raise this with a panel. Uh, a 34-year-old newly married man working at the Rose Cottage Superette in Sandringham was fatally stabbed Wednesday night, named today as Janak Patel of Hamilton. Police said there was a confrontation between the victim and a robber who took the draw from the till. Hundreds uh, gathered outside the dairy to mourn the man, and an inquest is being carried out today on the body of the victim as dairy owners will plan a nationwide protest. And I just... Ah, what do you say, Mark? My thoughts go out to the whanau there. This has really shocked people, Mark. Young man uh, leaving behind... A grieving young wife. Well, it's uh, we keep saying this is going to happen, and this is the danger, and this is the reality, etc., etc. We keep talking about it, and then, and then finally, this has happened. The thing that disturbed me the most, Wallace. I mean, I, look, I we I just feel for this person, I feel for his family, and all those around him. That goes without saying, but I keep wondering. We keep hearing saying they asked for the. Um, you know what's the big the big uh, cloud things they pump into the uh, fog cannons. the fog cannons and have been turned down, and they. 
hang on, how can this... This is, this is the most vulnerable area. How could that have slipped through? I don't understand. Is this is bureaucracy causing a... You know, one person caused this, the person who attacked that, and we still, you know, we'll wait to hear the rest of the circumstances. But we've got to give people the best chance they can. And when if simple things that the government keeps touting, we're offering this and we're offering that, and us and the police, and people can't get it, then something is fundamentally wrong. Sarah, people will say, won't they, listen to this, you know, overall crime has gone down, but nothing alleviates the shock uh, of something like this. Absolutely, and I think that it's time uh, to relook at the the process. Like I looked into the the fog cannon subsidy and what was going on, and it's probably. I mean, until there's more information that comes to light, we we are unclear. But yeah. I would suspect that it's isn't it time to accelerate the process, do something, uh, an initiative that's a collaboration between community uh, and private sector as well as the police, because mm. the police are f- uh, under the pump as it is anyway, with uh, all the issues that are going on out there. So uh, let's ex- accelerate it together. Yeah. And I guess too, Mark, just on that, uh, you, you often think of uh, dairy owners. I mean, everybody, every neighbourhood will have a dairy, yeah. and you think of those people. We had a when I lived in Waterview, we had a very close relationship with uh, um, the people who ran the dairy Devesh at the time and Hatish now. And you do think of them in those very long hours they do, you know, oh, yeah. up at uh, into, into there at six thirty, often there at nine, living their lives in that business. Um, Pretty gruelling, and then on top of that, having to deal with this sort of stress. Yeah, it's look, it's do we want to end up in a situation? I've got a friend's in Liverpool, and you go there and you go around the corner of the dairy, you're literally you're walking into a cage that runs all the way down the length of the aisle, and you can look through and you point to things like that, thanks, and that. And this person basically. Yeah, you know, you're in the you're in the foyer area, all caged in. He's behind the netting and slides the stuff out to you. That's how it is. I mean, it's just I don't know. It's 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 not how we you know. I've got to hear myself yep. saying it wasn't like that in my day, Wallace. But well, but it wasn't. And yeah, you're right. Crime is going down, but we've got a major, major problem of of, of people are getting killed. You know, doing something like running a dairy. You know. Get off here for your thoughts on that, both uh, Sarah and Mark. There, just dipping into the Friday mailbag uh, this afternoon. We'll get uh, we had a big response across the week, um, but we'll, we'll try and get more in in the show. Um, the stress on GPs was in the news this week, and um, uh, Joanne, a GP, got in touch with me. Wallace, a semi-rural GP here, been doing the job for thirty years. <clears throat> it is the best job. It is the best job. It's an enormous privilege to see patients over time and share their journey. It's also very frightening. My days can be 12 hours. Patients having difficulty getting in, so come with more issues. Workload, enormous. My lack of ability to refer patients to, for much-needed invest in treatment is terrifying. We are all terrified we'll miss a serious disease. And it's impossible to do my job safely and well, says Joanne. I'm a lifelong Labour voter here, but I want the Minister to stand up. I want him to sit in ED overnight and see the stress, to come out to practice and talk to us, says uh, Joanne, uh, a GP there. So big words there, a very important issue that one, isn't it? You know, access to your local GP, very important issue there, Sarah. Absolutely, and I think that being on the ground um, and looking at what's happening in the flax routes is essential, uh, and I welcome it. It's, it's um, 
Yeah. It's absolutely right. David Slack yesterday came on the show. He caused, it was yesterday or the day before, caused a commotion with his comments that pedestrians going across a zebra crossing shouldn't need to wave to the cars. He said it's the law for them to stop. I shouldn't have to sort of do this. I disagreed with him strongly on that. And gosh, what a response. Uh, Beth says, I totally get what David's saying. However, being polite does us no harm. If I don't get a wave when I stop, it does not offend me. And usually if someone stops me, I will acknowledge them. I do think that people appreciate it whether you have to or not. Uh, Another one here, no pedestrian has the right to walk to any pedestrian crossing. If the car is between the white painted diamond on the road and the crossing, read the road code. Not you, David, but the Browns, but the brown cows of Devonport just love to walk into the crossing and often stop the chat midday, uh, midway rather, without even looking to see if there's any car within the restricted zone. Did you know that? I do, and I know the crossing in Devonport, actually, that they're probably talking about. But yes, yeah, and in terms of waving, absolutely, because it's about acknowledging the mana of the driver, right? I thought so. Common courtesy, I agree. Mark? Yeah, no, well, because look, it is a crossing, and they're not doing us not doing us a favour. It's not. Oh, thank you so much for not running me over on the crossing. <laughs> they're obliged to stop, apart from as as, as as we just said, in terms of where the road code is. I always, if I'm going, if someone stops, I mean, as a yeah, as a courtesy, you you you'll give a wave. Um, but it's it's like oh, I don't know. There's there's all sorts of people go nuts when they're out in the cars. In any case, and I think getting upset because someone didn't acknowledge them for having doing. What they're supposed to be doing in the first place. Nah, nah. Taking David's point of view there. All right, let's get into I've been thinking. Sarah Sparks, I've been thinking. So I've been thinking about something old school, and that is writing Christmas cards. And I've been thinking about that for many reasons. Like the number one is it's about connection, right? And thinking of others, not yourself. Uh, and the other one is words matter, particularly when you put ink to card, but also if you email, because um, I email uh, messages to electronic Christmas cards. Um, and, you know, where you put your time is what you value. Uh, and one initiative, because uh, I've got all my Christmas cards lined up um, on the table at the moment, but another initiative I've been doing is there's a really good co-papa called Prisoner Correspondence Network. And they're actually, and I'm involved in that and writing to whānau that are incarcerated. And they're doing a big call out at the moment uh, in terms of their holiday card drive. So that's a, a really good co-papa to support. I love it. You have inspired me. The last Christmas card I wrote was in 1985. Oh, well, it's time to it do one now. That. <laughs> the, the, who does that? Text me, 2101. Pick up the pen, get an actual card, put the pen to the card and write to someone. Who does that? I'd love to know. I've been thinking... Mark Sainsbury. Yeah, thanks, Wallace. Well, I'll tell you who do, does do it is Mike and Hillary Keating, one of my oldest mates from you know from school days, and they still send a card. It arrived yesterday. Oh. Every I always feel guilty because every year I think I'm going to get them back. You see? Oh, how lovely! But anyway, they're great. They're really old school. Now, listen, I've been had a couple of firsts since I've spoken to you last. I spent my first night overnight in a hospital since I was born. 
I've never spent a night in a hospital. Totally new. What? You're totally kidding new. me. No, no. First time ever. And, and I also took part in my first colloquium. What's that? Ah, I was waiting for someone to ask, because I had to ask. When, a colloquium, it is a, um, it's an academic conference. It's an academic conference. And look, and no doubt, Wallace, you're wondering, <laughs> what on earth was he doing at an academic conference? Um, yeah, well, this was oh, all, well, I am wondering this, that. I can read your mind. Uh, yes. Listen, and I can read it saying, send Mark the cookies. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. it, it, this was organised by the Centre for Men's Health at Otago University. And um, look, as you know, I might have mentioned this in the past, a good mate of mine, Tim Green, myself, run Men's Health Week, which is just an awareness campaign every year. Might have mentioned it once a time. And this, this colloquium was on men's health. And one of the crucial directions that came out of this was why we in New Zealand don't have a men's health policy. Mongolia has a men's health policy. We don't. And there's a raft of men-specific health issues that, that can lead, if we grapple with them, we prevent deaths. Anyway, I was not in hospital for one of those reasons, but... God, here we go. I had a total hip replacement. and that You had a total yeah, right, hip right replacement? Hip, total right hip replacement, yeah. yeah. And it was, um, it was you know, the old dreaded, um, you know, the dreaded grit that gets in there, arthritis. Um, anyway, so this, this brought me into contact with the, with the health system. Now, how are you feeling? Oh, look, I'm, I'm up and about. I mean, I was up on my feet the day after. You're kidding me. No, no. I look, I tell you, look, it's, um, it's... Do you know that I need one? Well, listen, they're a great thing to have. They're a great thing to have, and I recommend Peter Devane in Wellington if you're looking at getting it done. <laughs> he was bloody fantastic, I tell you. Um, but, you know, and isn't it ironic? So much money pulled is it from scary? the health system. Is it scary to have The idea pregnant? is scary because they reckon you could throw your leg over your shoulder while you were waiting to put the other one in. <laughs> it's totally disattached. Oh. Best oh, thing I'm you'll ever faint. do, Wallace. I'm Best thing faint. you'll ever do. Okay. So, I... The cookies are amazing. The smell is just wafting. Stop eating my cookies. The panel.